It is party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Brather Show. Monday, Monday, Monday. I hope everybody is wearing that weekend on their face and looking forward to an incredible week ahead. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, as you guys have probably heard me talking about on social media, Amber Heard, that's right, Amber Heard took the stand in the Johnny Depp trial. I still can't figure out what that's all about, and I don't really care. But what I found fascinating was that she appeared to snort cocaine while she was on the witness stand. I mean, who gets amped up for testimony? Uh, this shouldn't be the time to party. I mean, the shouldn't the adrenaline of just lying under oath be enough to get you pumped? I don't know. There's another story uh, on Blaze that uh, talks about a mom who found her boyfriend in bed with her seven-year-old daughter. And when he tried to run away, she hit him with a car. Now, as Americans, what we need to do is make sure that this doesn't raise this lady's car insurance rates at all. At all. Good for her. Um, Our good friends at ICE ironically found themselves in hot water uh, as Republican lawmakers demanded accounting for $17 million that was actually missing. It was earmarked for hotels for who? Illegal immigrants. That's right. $17 million for hotels for illegal immigrants. Uh, On the one hand, Democrats just have to stop stealing money from programs designed to actually help people, whether you agree with it or not. But on the other hand, aren't you kind of glad the money didn't go to housing more criminals in nice hotels? Check out Time Is Now, Vatos, Vaya Con Dios. Go back where you came from. Hey, the pro-abortion protests are getting crazy. Uh, They've been planning the, you know, they want to go to the homes of several Supreme Court justices. And uh, one liberal activist actually quoted, uh, was being quoted saying, the time for civility is over. And I'm having a hard time paying attention to what they're even saying when they mention the word civility with all these cities burning to the ground. First off, when was the left ever civil about anything? Second, people don't take too kindly to people being angry on their property. Uh, I'm predicting maybe we see a landmark case of idiot versus bullet very soon. But then again, it is Washington, D.C. Folks, this is called coercion. Uh, doing that to a member of the Supreme Court or any judge anywhere, it's illegal. But when is the law ever truly applied to leftists? Uh, Speaking of crazy people, Republican senators, they've actually sent a letter to the TV ratings board demanding warnings about sexual and gender content in children's shows. Based on what I'm seeing lately, it would just be simpler to tell the ones that don't have it. But still, it begs a very big question. Why do we need sexual content in children's shows or cartoons? I mean, I remember when the biggest gender issue was Wiley Coyote putting on a dress to fool the roadrunner, but he didn't stay that way. He took the dress off. We need to take a step back before we raise a generation of whatever Dwayne Wade's kid is. Seriously, if they're talking about sexual issues, folks, they're not children's shows. And by the way, it's not up to the government to determine what your kid watches on TV. That's your job, mom and dad. That's your job. An Obama-appointed judge dismissed... Donald Trump's lawsuit to try and regain use of his Twitter accounts, proving once again that liberals only pay lip service to free speech. And I'll never understand what's so dangerous about letting someone talk to people who want to listen to them. I mean, why not? You can't expect much out of a party that thinks the Constitution is just the name of a naval ship, folks. And then, of course, there was a man called the uh, pro-life Spider-Man. This dude's crazy. He climbed to the top of the New York Times building to protest abortion, which doesn't exactly seem related to me, but I appreciate his spirit. Uh, If his climbing equipment malfunctions, uh, he's going to become pro-death in a hurry, that's for sure. Did y'all see the video of that thing, Mark, Chris, Brandon? you guys see that? People are nuts. Of course, I'm not a big fan of heights anyway. Uh, At the helm of the mothership here at Studio 22, the puppet master, the perfectionist, Mark, of course, Super Chris Cruz, and Let's Love Brandon. 
hanging out. You guys are so full of energy. I love the life. I love the power, the pump, the pep. Jesus. <laughs> Chris, by the way, managed to get out of jury duty. So we're celebrating it. The fact that he's even here today. Atta boy. What'd you do? Vote for the rule of law? You tell him you're going to uphold the law? Yeah, tell them, yeah, you can't punch a cop. Yeah, stuff like that will get you kicked off jury duty every single time. Uh, They don't want you to be stuff like that. There's some things to get into. Most of it doesn't really matter in your day-to-day life. Most of it doesn't, right? Nobody really cares if a dude climbed to the top of the New York Times building. Uh, The uh, I, uh, I apparently am drawing the ire of the trans community right now uh, on Twitter in various places, to which I say, yay me. Uh, I love the lady boys. The uh, but you can't you can't make fun of anybody. Can't make fun of anybody. Like I came out the other day and I said, you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, you know this sex strike thing that's going on right now over this pro life issue Roe v Wade. You know they're they're gonna give it up and and there's tons of tons of ladies on TikTok just saying, you know what, they hold the power. I, and I do agree with you, ladies. The vagina is a powerful thing. It really is. But I don't think anybody wants in yours, per se. Uh, and, and based on what I'm seeing, I just don't think that that's really like a big deal, right? Um, but anyway, I mean, you know, you're, you're going on strike over something you weren't already getting. You were already not getting. So and I certainly ain't giving it to you. So I'm okay. I'll be all right. Huh, what do I want to get into first? There's so many things, Mark. God, uh, I tell you what let's do. We've got a new white house press secretary and the other day other day jen psaki introduced her and i want to play this clip and kind of break it down for you for just a minute and show you some significant things in just this introduction folks this is about to be a fun ride trust me when i tell you it's gonna get real bumpy play the clip i just want to take the opportunity to celebrate and congratulate my friend my colleague, my partner in truth, Corrine Jean-Pierre, the next White House press secretary. Okay. Uh, now, many people in this room have known her for some time, um, but for anyone who does not know her, I want to provide a little bit of a primer for you, so settle in. Um, first, as you all know, she will be the first black woman, uh, the first out LGBTQ plus person to serve in this role, uh, which is amazing because representation matters. And Mm. she is going to, uh, she will give a voice to so many and allow and show so many what is truly possible when you work hard and dream big. And that matters. And we should not, uh, we should celebrate that. So many things there. First of all, she introduced her as her partner in truth. There's a lot of jokes I can make right there, um, which reminds me that you need to go to Chad on Blaze and get your new uh, Ministry of Truth t-shirt. I did a great job. Uh, War is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. Uh, you you got to get it, uh, Chad on Blaze. Go get, go get this t-shirt. Wear it everywhere. I love it. Hey, I uh, want to continue breaking this thing down. First of all, she said, I want to I give you some things because... You know, representation is key. That's what Jen Psaki said. Uh, she said she's the first black woman to hold that position. Whoopie doo. Uh, she's the first out LGBTQ plus, she said. Does that mean we've had an in LGBTQ plus? Or, or is out the thing? The thing that I have, the, well, a couple of issues here. First of all, 
she's a lesbian. She's not a G, she's not a B, she's not a T, she's not a Q, she's not a plus. She's just a lesbian. Why don't you just say she's a lesbian? You know why they do that when they, when they say these things? You know why the acronym, they consistently use the acronym? It's because they don't want to say the word lesbian. They don't want to say that because that, that is even offensive to their ears in a way because they, they're like, that's really showing. See, just like calling pro-choice, it's not pro-choice, it's pro-death. All right. So so the opposite of pro-life would be pro-death, but they have to soften that and use the phrase choice. Right. They have to use th- things like women's health. Well, they're doing the same thing with the LGBTQ community. Just call her what she is. She's, she's gay. She's a lesbian, whatever. And what is that a criteria we're looking for right now? Like, is this the thing we need? Do, do we need do we need men in dresses to hold secretary positions? Do we need uh, you know what? Why is that's not a criteria? That's that's how you get people like Kamala Harris. You know, you got a you got a female of color. It, that, that's the qualification. She's a moron. It, but we don't care. She's a female of color. She she checked the boxes. So Jen Psaki's checking all the boxes right here. And it doesn't matter what her true qualifications are. Uh, she talks about she's got, oh, decades of experience. She goes on to say this. She says she's got decades of experience. Don't let her young, her youthful look fool you. Uh, she's been doing this for a long, long time. She talks about how she was uh, an aide in the Obama administration as well as been an, an aide to Joe Biden and specifically to Dr. Joe, Jill Biden. Uh, these are not the criteria we're looking for here. I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care who you go to bed with. That's not the issue. But the fact that you're making it the issue is very suspect to me. Why does that matter? Why does any of that matter? The reason is because they've got to make sure that the culture is consistently on eggshells at all times. Right? So, like, I, could, I, I should take offense that she called her black and not African-American. Now, she's, not Amer- she's, she's Haitian, I think. Or at least comes from Haitian descent. So you get a little bit tricky, you know, how you start calling people African-Americans when they're from descended from other countries. Um, Like Elon Musk is an African-American. But it gets confusing. But they want you to be confused. They want to check these boxes and and get rid of the true criteria of qualifications and deal with this. But, I, you know, I'm offended that she called her black. I'm offended by that. She's Haitian. So this is this kind of thing that it just drives me up the wall because if it was so important to have a black out LGBTQ plus person as a White House press secretary, then why did Jen Psaki ever take that job? Jen Psaki's white. As far as I know, she's straight. Why, if it was so important, why, why didn't she, when they offered her that job to begin with, why didn't she say, no, you know what I think we need to do? We need to hire a black woman that's out LGBTQ+. No, she took the job. Why? Because it's not that important. It's not that important. If that was some crucial watershed issue, the criteria whereby we advance as a culture, and specifically in leadership positions in the United States government, that represent the president, then why didn't she just step aside to begin with and say, no, no, I'm, I'm white. I have too much privilege. I just need to give it to somebody that's got color, that's probably got a sexual preference different from me. Because as she said, she said, these things matter. That's what, those were her words. These things, representation matters. Well, what did you represent, Peppermint Patty? 
those are the kind of things that bug the piss out of me. I want to talk about, I want to, just moving over to talking about things that matter, checking boxes, and these people that want you walking on eggshells. In the next segment, I, we're going to talk about this whole Chet Hanks thing that I didn't know even existed. Yeah. Like, I didn't know Chet Hanks existed. Yeah. But apparently, here's another, you know, celebrity rich kid with a lot of white privilege who's appropriating some culture that's other than his. And I like his response. I don't know him. I don't know a thing about him. Honestly, I don't know what he does. I think he's a rapper. I don't know. Uh, I am culturally inept when it comes to this kind of stuff. So there he is. Um, that's Tom Hanks's kid. That's Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson's oldest offspring. <laughs> Uh, I think they got four kids, I want to say, something like that. But it doesn't matter. He's the oldest. And apparently he appropriated Patois culture or Patois language. For those of you who don't know what Patois is, um, that is sort of like, um, it's, it's sort of a, it's a, a non-standard language in Jamaica, right? It's kind of slangish. You know, it's kind of a, a mixture of the various languages that are represented in Jamaica. And I don't necessarily want to say Ebonics, but sort of like the pidgin language or even Creole to Cajuns. It's just kind of a mixture of languages, right? And so, and so he did the thing on, what was the Golden Globes? Yeah. And they interviewed him. And apparently he got Jamaican on him. Was that the deal? And so they, obviously you can't do that. Now this is 2022, folks. You cannot Talk in a language other than your own. Now, I get accused all the time of faking a Southern accent. That would be tedious, actually, uh, if I had to do, <laughs> do that. You were born in New Jersey. I know, but I, 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 by the time we left New Jersey, I, I still couldn't speak. So, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, but th this kind of thing will get you in trouble. As you've heard me say, a slip of the lip will get you hung by the tongue, people. And we're going to deal with this because I want to talk about his response and just how much I love it uh, after the break. But before we go, um, parallel economy stuff, folks. Now that DHS has created a department designed to combat disinformation, that ministry of truth, one has to wonder what's next. Free speech is under attack. We know that. That's why I'm very proud to support my friends Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They're passionate about free speech. Uh, they're passionate about your constitutional rights. They are offering you the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers that are out there. You're going to get the same great service with your cell phone coverage. Plus, you're going to get peace of mind knowing that the money you spend with them is actually combating the left's attempt to silence you. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values. They support organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veterans, first responders. I want you to go to patriotmobile.com slash chad. You can even call them if you want to talk to them on the phone. 972-PATRIOT. Uh, you will get free activation when you use the offer code CHAD. I spell it Chad. Veterans, first responders, you guys and gals are going to save even more. Uh, so make the switch today and tell them. Uh, it's time we support companies that love America, love you, share your values. That's patriotmobile.com slash chat. Patriotmobile.com slash chat or call 972-PATRIOT. Use promo code CHAD. We'll be right back. Well, 
Welcome back. All right. Uh, before we get into it, uh, let me remind you guys, May 25th, two shows, Naples, Florida, Off the Hook Comedy Club. Uh, our buddy and uh, guest of this show, Bobby Sausalito's coming. He's going to open for me. Uh, Anthony Ray, conservative ant on, on Instagram, is going to be there as well. You know what? I just realized something. We better start it, it, telling people conservative ant is a gay guy because these things matter, right? It hadn't crossed my mind, but yeah. Um, whoopie doopie doo. Uh, yeah. Uh, May 25th. Get your tickets. Watch chad.com. Also, Billy Bob's uh, on June 4th. Or June 5th. I'm sorry. We're going to be in Bernie, Texas on June 4th at the Roundup, June 5th at Billy Bob's. Um, check it out. Shawnee, Oklahoma, June 17th. Lots of stuff coming up. Uh, this person who's apparently transgender, which means they have a nine inch clitoris, um, says um, it's a transgender woman. Why can't they just say they're women? Why do they always have to characterize it as a transgender woman? Anyone? Anybody? Anyone? Right? Okay. Uh, but anyway, they tweeted out, said, Watch Chad looks like Toby Keith and Burt Kreischer hooked up and made a test tube baby. Hashtag do not watch Chad. Hashtag toxic masculinity. And then put my very handsome picture right there. Um, I love the free, prom- free promotion. I am very toxic. Don't drink this poison, folks. Toby Keith's one of the most all-time successful and richest country music singers, and Burt Kreischer's one of the all-time best comedians that's out there. So I'm I'm glad they made me. I'm glad they had a baby. Um, Anyway, (laughs) lots of stuff going on, folks. I told you the trans community loves me. Uh, Chet Hanks. Now, I didn't realize that this thing apparently happened back in 2020 when he gave this interview. Is that right? All right, let's play the clip. Oh big up, big up the whole island massive. It's your boy Chetana coming straight from the Golden Globes. You what saying? Me, me, me father Tom Hanks presenting in a while. Soon forward come. Big up, tune in. All right. Got it. That's Patois. Uh, <laughs> well, you can't, apparently you can't do that, Chet. Um, uh, again, not my words. That's the left. That's the progressives, the social justice warriors. So he just did an interview with, I don't know this person either. She's a Nigerian, I think. And do we have that clip? She wanted him to make some amends, right? Play the clip. Are there any marginalized communities you want to apologize to? I don't know. Maybe the Patois community. Nah. Uh, I don't feel like I've truly done anything offensive, so. You don't see it as cultural appropriation. You see it as like a celebration of culture. Mm-hmm. And then it's like social justice warriors can like go kick rocks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No comment. Got it. No, I mean, I, I 100% agree. Social justice warriors can kick rocks. <laughs> I love the little hand gesture. Just poop. I mean, everybody's like, oh, he said social justice warriors could go kick rocks. She put the words in his mouth. I mean, she fed him the line, and he just agreed with it. Uh, Which, by the way, as a person who I hate to beat the dead horse here, but I spent a lot of time in Nigeria, and she's Nigerian. Uh, You want to talk about abject racism, be a white person in Nigeria. Try that out. I mean, they will literally call you Oibo 
if you're in a Yoruba-speaking area, as you walk down the street in Lagos, which is a city of 10 million people, uh, that's that's the equivalent of screaming the N-word here at a black person walking down the street. If you're a white person, they're going to scream that at you as you walk down the street. Uh, trust me. So she's coming from that. I don't even know if she even realizes the culture she comes from. But uh, it's like, I spent time there, and at no time did I go, oh, my feelings are hurt because they're doing this. But again, racism aside, which again, that is the underlining, underpinning foundation for everything that this conversation's about. Because again, when you start getting into cultural appropriation, do, you know, he's like, do you feel like you need to make amends? Do you need to apologize? He's like, nah. <laughs> when he takes the sip of whatever's in that cup, bro, dead. I'm dead. Because he just doesn't care. Now, granted, well, your dad's a billionaire. You can have a whole lot of not caring about cancel culture, right? But even still, you shouldn't care anyway. I mean, you shouldn't care anyway. So that right there, folks, and again, I'm not, I don't know this person. I'm not holding him up as some paragon of example, exemplary life. I don't know. I don't know. But that response right there, that's the response. That's the one you give them. Nah, I don't really feel like I did anything wrong. I, did I offend you personally? See, again, I, again, I, my, my whole brand is be unapologetic, right? Be unapologetic. Now, I'm not saying if you do something wrong to somebody personally, you shouldn't make amends. Yeah, but I don't think the Jamaicans, I've been to Jamaica many, many times. They're pretty proud of their culture. They're pretty proud of their culture. Uh, and I, I don't think they're sitting around worrying about what Chet Hanks is doing or saying by appropriating a patois vernacular. I just don't think they are. So folks, all this about really nothing, but let it be a lesson to you that you just don't let these people, social justice warriors, the left, the progressive, anybody like that, even Republicans and conservatives. Listen, I got a dude that sent me a message the other day, quite profane, quite profane I might add, over the whole Dave Rubin surrogate thing. And, and basically said they, they were calling me names. They were calling Glenn Beck names. And, um, you know, they were like, I'm going to cancel my subscription to Blaze over this or I already have. And I'm like, good, do that. Because, because if how somebody else is living their life is not affecting you directly, I, I'm not talking about ideologies here. I'm not talking about principles of belief and convictions and those kind of things. But, but somebody's out there doing something, and you're going to come at me over what somebody's doing that's living their life somewhere completely else because my response to it doesn't fit up to your standard of persecution. Like, I need to be condemning this thing actively every day that's what this show needs to be about is condemning people that you don't agree with well then kick rocks get on down the road delete your subscription don't come back it's fine because you know what this ain't going to be a healthy environment for you if i'm that level of toxic masculinity then don't watch chat i agree with what the person said just don't do it i love you god bless you appreciate your passion I don't think that your passion is going to get you where you think it's going to get you to. I think a little bit of grace and some kindness and gentleness along the way might do a whole lot more. But when you come at me like that, yeah, my response absolutely is going to be take a big, deep sip of that coffee and kick rocks. Hit the road, Jack. Take off. It's fine. We'll be okay. Now, again, I want everybody out there subscribed to Blaze TV. But I also want you to put it in perspective that we're going to talk about things. We're going to say things. We're going to have relationships with people. I mean, I had uh, Riaz Patel on the show 
who is a gay, lesbian, not lesbian, gay, <laughs> I should say thespian, uh, Hollywood producer who, you know, has surrogate children with his husband. He's born Muslim, Pakistan, right? Uh, he's, he's a liberal. He's a liberal. We sat here and had a perfectly good conversation. And when I put that out there and promoted the show about it, you know how many people came at me like, how dare I sit down with somebody like this? Kick rocks. Kick rocks. How do you truly, honest to God, hope to save any form of culture? Have, I mean, have any hope of the future in this country? If we can't sit down and have a conversation with each other, do we have to truly figure out the things that polarize us in order to, you know, I mean, are we so dead set on separation that we just can't, we've got to destroy every sense of community that we have? There are still some logical minds and heads out there that are, that, that, that are on the neck and shoulders of people that you don't agree with everything about their life. I promise you. It's just like when people come to me and they say, Chad, you know, I get pretty abrasive on social media. I know that. When I respond to people, people say, Chad, you're better than that. No, I'm really not. I'm not. Like, if you, if you had any idea, the inner workings that go on inside my head and the things I don't say, good Lord, you people would not like me at all. <sighs> you got more? Play it. Hey guys, so um, just checking in. Look, I've been kind of on the fence about this for a while. That's why I've never spoke on it. But with the amount of people that I know recently that, that have gotten COVID and with like the numbers rising, I think it's important for me to say like, I got the vaccine. I think everybody should. I think it's really important like that we all do this just as like citizens, as Americans. We have to look out for each other and get this shit under control, guys. So like I suggest to all my followers, you guys make set an appointment and get the vaccine first thing. Psych! Bitch! If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I never had COVID. Yay sticking me with that motherfucking needle. It's the motherfucking flu. Get over it, okay? If you're sick, stay inside. I'm tired of having. Okay, why are we working around y'all? If y'all, uh, if you're in danger, stay your ass inside. I'm tired of wearing a motherfucking mask. <laughs> How dare he? How dare you? Here's a guy as a rapper. He's giving medical advice. How dare he? Oh, I'm so tired of these people who want to come at me and say, Chad just wants to give everybody medical advice. I've never given anybody medical advice. We're just giving you our opinion. Same with him. I love it. <laughs> All right, so he says it's the flu. You're like, how dare he say something like that? It's so bad. So many people. Ah. Um, well, we're going to take a quick little break, and I want to share something from somebody else. That may surprise you on what they think about the COVID. Y'all hang tight. We'll be right back. Can't believe we've spent this much time talking about Chet Hanks. As of last night, I had no clue the guy existed. Uh, I think it's fantastic. We got to get him on the show. Got to get him on the show. Come on, Chet. Uh, and if you didn't like what he said about saying COVID's just the flu, <gasps> watch this clip. 
It wasn't until early February when I was in a meeting that experts at the foundation said, there's no way, you know, this, there's been too much uh, travel without diagnosis uh, for us to contain this. And then at that point, we didn't really understand the fatality rate. You know, we didn't understand that it's a fairly low fatality rate and that it's a disease mainly of the elderly, kind of like flu is, although a bit different than that. So that was a pretty <laughs> scary period right. uh, where the world didn't go on alert, including the United States, nearly as fast as it needed to. He just said it's like the flu. Same thing. Same thing. Bill Gates, who I still for the life of me can't figure out why he has an opinion on any of this. He said it's like the flu. Ah. <sighs> Man, oh, man. I had to block a couple of people over the weekend, uh, Chris, um, over this kind of stuff right here. Because, again, listen, if, if you want to hear, like, don't, like, I say a lot of things. It, it's very easy to go in and proof text the things that I say and when you want to try to repeat it back to me. Um, but, good Lord, have mercy. Get the context, okay? Get the context before we do anything. Uh I don't care what you do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I can understand if you're of the opinion that all I ever do in these rants that I do is come on here and talk about the serious problems we face as a nation today without ever taking the time to cover something lighter and more fun. Well, today, I want to give you the exception that will hopefully disprove the rule to you. Let's take a little journey down to a place called Florence, Alabama. I know it. I love it. Right there close to Muscle Shoals. That's right, folks. Um, Fix the accent firmly in your mind, pack you a mental snack of shrimp and grits, and hold on to your cousin's hand for dear life, because it's about to get weird, okay? It all started two years ago when a man named Casey White met a woman named Vicki White. They were not related, and so you'd think the romance would stop right there before it started, but you'd be wrong. Casey was doing time, and Vicki was boss of the jail where he spent a bunch of that time. Yes, in 2020, when most of the rest of us were walking through grocery stores in hazmat suits with a can of raid aimed at anyone who got too close, these two were developing a forbidden relationship, a love separated by iron bars, that fabled forbidden romance. Never mind the fact that she looks a lot like Gary Busey got a sex change and he looks like Jim from The Office finally snapped and killed Pam. None of that matters. In the eyes of mankind, they were just a murderer and a sheriff's department employee. But in the eyes of of God, they were man and woman who looks like a man. So cut to the other day when it was finally time for Vicky to take Casey to the big house. Jail had been fun and all, but real prison awaited. Did Vicky do the job she was sworn to do? <laughs> no, she didn't. She swapped her police car out for a getaway car she'd secretly purchased, and the two of them lit out for the territories. Police now, they've been baffled ever since, unable to locate the two. Uh, nope, you can't find them. Bonnie and Clyde, they just vanish faster than Biden's coloring book when the press shows up. And today, as of this recording, they are winging their way to who knows where. It's romantic. It's sensual. It was probably completely preventable. Hey, I, I, can, hear, I can hear the cynics out there saying, uh, saying, sure, their love is burning with the radiant heat of a thousand suns right now, but she's probably just going to end up dead in a trash barrel out back behind a Denny somewhere. And I don't know, maybe you're right. 
it's foolish to assume that the convicted murderer who's claiming to love you when you're a member of the ruling class who put him away, it's foolish to assume that guy really, truly does care about you. It's foolish to break him out of the clink, all the while knowing that when, not if, when you get caught before he decides to chop you up and move on with his life, you're also going to prison yourself. And hey, love makes us do crazy and stupid things sometimes. I'm no exception, and neither are you. I know that in this country, we try to root for justice at all times. And don't get me wrong. Most of me hopes they get caught and they get what's coming to them. I really do, just because I like to see justice served, especially Casey, because he actually did kill somebody back in 2015. Uh, and you'll have to forgive me if just a teensy weeny little tiny part of me wants to see them escape just a little bit, just a kind of a, you know, film and Louise-ish kind of thing. I can see them sort of living life on the lamb, jumping at the first sign of trouble, raising their horrific looking babies while tooling around from town to town. Always one step of Johnny Law. Maybe it's not your American dream, but hey, it's somebody's. God bless them there in Alabama. And Chad, a yeah. little bit of an update to this story. It's an update? Yes. God, I never know the good stuff. What? Dog the Bounty Hunter of is course. on the case. Of course he is. <laughs> so I'll be texting him today yeah. to see if he can come on the show. Let's text. Let's get Dog him, back on the show. And get him back on the show because it is not an official catch <laughs> until Dog is on the case. <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm having a blast today. I really am. I really am. I mean, Supreme Court justices, their homes are being protested. People are standing out there. Molotov cocktails are being thrown into plan, or I'm sorry, uh, crisis pregnancy centers. <sighs> and the left is calling for uh, a, a no longer being civil. <laughs> We're going to talk about the escaped rednecks in Alabama and, and Chet Hanks. I love this. This is what I'm. This is the news you could use and then lose. Trust me when I tell you. I hope everybody had a good Mother's Day. I hope you celebrated Mom as much as you could. And uh, I think the funniest meme is you know that you know that meme where the guy is sitting there like he's holding a fart in in class or whatever, and his veins are popping out. And it said, <laughs> women on the internet just just waiting for the moment to tell people that their dogs are also their children, so they can celebrate. <laughs> so they can celebrate Mother's Day. Uh, I almost hesitate every year. I really do. I almost hesitate. Now, Mother's Day is fine. Like, you can say Happy Mother's Day on social media, and people are totally fine with it. You can post a picture of your mom. But Father's Day is a whole different deal. Because you post Happy Father's Day, and now all the women are like, well, I raised my children without a, a man, and la, 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 so I'm going to celebrate. Oh, okay, 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 okay. All right? It's like, I didn't, I didn't determine the holiday. I mean, it, it, honestly, I wouldn't have the holidays, right? I, I mean, I think they're a waste of time. I do. I think you should celebrate the women in your life all you can every time, every chance you get. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we need a, a day that's created by Hallmark to, to love somebody a little extra. Um, you know, let's celebrate them every single day. But wow, man, it's crazy. But I hope you guys had a good one. I hope it was nice, restful, relaxing. Now get back in the kitchen. The... Uh, Oh, come on. Hey, I told you I'm toxic. One of these days, one of these days, uh, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm here in the live chat with you tonight, okay? I want to hear the responses. Uh, the other night, the live chat got interesting. Everybody was talking about missing our sex life. Um, and I was like, okay, all right. Um, but I think one day we're just going to do filterless Chad. I don't know that we should do that. That's probably a really bad idea. <laughs> 
all of my inspiring, uplifting, insightful overtime segments. And I don't think we're going to ruin overtime with that. Filterless Chad. Like, my motivation would be like, you know what? F- you. You ain't going to make it. <laughs> you are the one failure. Like, you're like, I'm sorry. I've looked, and you don't have a shot. Okay? That horse that won the other day? Yeah. That ain't you. <laughs> that ain't you, bro. Uh, <laughs> uh, your kid's probably not going to succeed at all. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's fun stuff. Uh, have you subscribed to blazetv.com slash chad? blazetv.com slash chad. Get the overtime. Use promo code chad. Uh, we got some more fun-filled stuff on a Monday coming up. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Uh, did you see the clip of Biden giving the speech the other day? Yeah, I don't think Joe even knows what he's saying when he's saying it. Uh, like he, he's trying to be the human Joe, right? And it just really comes out like a pile of shit soup. Play that clip. Even back in the old days when we had real segregationists like Eastland and Thurman and all those guys, but at least we end up eating lunch together. know what he's saying like i bro this isn't the wwe like you but i mean i what do you expect from a guy that eulogized robert bird who was a grand poobah in the clan and anyway guys like strom thurman from south carolina you know he's a real segregationist but we still had lunch we we still made it to the Quincy's for the blue plate. Uh, what are you? Listen, we all know Joe's a racist, right? I mean, everything from super predators to uh, racial jungles, all the things that he made. I mean, even the even the stuff that he said in a whole corn pop soliloquy. I mean, we we know that Joe is a racist, so this should not surprise you at all. But. Don't let that stop any virtue signaling on the part of uh, people like Jen Psaki, who, you know, we now have uh, the first black press secretary for the White House and out LGBTQ plus because, you know, these things matter. Uh, The View echoes the same sentiment. Got a little clip with one of our favorites, Sonny Hostin. Play that one on things that are racist. I'm a black woman first, so always understand that. Mm -hmm. But I do say that I have many conservative values that I will talk to you about. And so if you look at your network that you're standing behind, yes, and when you look at your network that you're standing behind, you're saying that you look at Chris Cuomo. I feel like that's an oxymoron, a black Republican. You feel oh, like it's an oxymoron. I do. Why? Your friend right here is a Republican. We had She's this conversation. Tell me, tell me what you do. Happened. You say you feel like it's an oxymoron that you're Catholic, but you also are pro-life. I don't, I don't understand either. No, you, you don't understand yourself. Then you have you have disagreements. I understand you myself. Don't, I don't understand I, either. Of this, but it's not a personal conversation. Yeah. We're going. I don't like we're, I we're don't. having a personal conversation about about CNN I, I don't and how black things can get leads. And I don't understand Latino Republicans. Well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they don't know what they're talking about. 
I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, you, they don't know what they're saying. They just, it sounds good. It's a great soundbite. You know, you, you know, a black Republican is an oxymoron. Someone who actually believes in, in being, you know, individual freedom and free speech and your ability to go out and have opportunity and have freedom of opportunity and an opportunity for success as much as anybody else with limited government involvement so that you're not living dependent on government sustenance and sustainability. And, you know, somebody that is against the idea of putting, you know, uh, genocidal Planned Parenthoods within walking distance of all urban and black communities. I mean, how dare, how dare somebody be a black conservative that actually speaks out against the government atrocities? You know, things like LBJ, Lyndon Johnson, who said, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll make these N-words dependent on the, you know, the, again. Really? Really? I mean, let's let's really be honest about the whole the Democrats are the party of the KKK, okay? Uh, Robert Byrd, who I just said a minute ago, Joe Biden eulogized. I mean, are you really? Kamala Harris in the very first debate called Joe Biden out for segregational busing. Really? This is what we're going to do. You, you are going to push for defunding the police and make it so that those who are sworn to protect and serve the community do not want to go into black neighborhoods because of a liberal agenda which has defunded them and caused them to become an unprotected people, uh, part of our society. But Republicans that are black are an oxymoron. It's not about your skin color. It's about your value system. It's what's between your ears, not what you're wearing on the outside of your body. That's, you guys are judging the wrong organ here, all right? It's not about your skin. It's about your brain. But Sonny Hostin doesn't have a clue. Doesn't have a clue. These, again, these are the same people who are advocating. No, no, no. They're actually pushing, pushing for murdering unborn babies, the most of which are black babies. Statistically speaking, the majority of abortions are happening to black babies. And you're pushing for it. And again, I want to clarify something. I know we could have gotten into a TikTok, but this is important. I want to say this. Those people came to me over some things I said last week. I, those of you out there, and let me say it again one more time, reiterate real fast. There are people who've had an abortion, people who've had that circumstance in life. You've had this. I'm not coming at you. I'm not trying to condemn you. You had a circumstance in life. You dealt with it the way you knew how. I, I'm talking about the agenda. Remember, I'm talking about the agenda. There are people out there, they're activists, and they are literally pushing, like the lady who comes out and says the other day, you get pregnant, you go in there and you tell them to suck that little bastard out of you. Those are the people I'm coming at. Those are the people I'm talking about right there. And that targets the black community. Margaret Sanger that founded Planned Parenthood, she said, we can't let it get out that we are trying to eliminate the Negro population. We can't let that get out. She spoke to the women's chapter of the KKK as an advocate for abortion. Just telling you, you think that's, you, I think you need to redefine, Sonny, what an oxymoron is. We'll be right back. Got off the rails a little bit today, kind of like a Thursday episode, sort of, but hey, it's still Monday. Don't miss tomorrow's episode as well. We're going to visit Monday's Hangover because it's Tuesday. Uh, lots of stuff we didn't get into. Uh, don't forget, watchchad.com. Be in Naples, Florida. Two shows uh, with my buddy Bobby Sausalito opening. Going to be there at Off the Hook Comedy Club. 
And uh, May 25th, two shows that night. Watch Chad.com for all the fun stuff is. You can find out everywhere I'm going to be and all the kind of different things we got going on. Don't forget to subscribe to blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad to save. And do a little shopping. Get your Ministry of Truth shirt. Screw Stu. Stu sells everything, man. Let This shirt's flying. Shirt's flying off the shelf. Ministry of Truth. You get it at chadonblaze.com. Use promo code Chad10 storewide. Even if you buy Stu's stuff, still save you a discount of 10%. Tomorrow night, don't miss it. We love you. God bless you. And we will talk to you then. Bye.